How much they pay you? Oh, okay. Oh, oh, but they were going to pay me so much way less. Let me try to go back and get more. Communication is key. Reach out to your network, start posting, and see where it goes. A boss babe is unapologetically ambitious and paves the way for herself and other women to rise, keep going, and fighting on. She is on a mission to be her best self in all areas. It's just believing in yourself. Confidently stepping outside her comfort zone to create her own version of success. Welcome to the Boss Bid Podcast, the place where we share with you the real behind the scenes of building successful businesses, achieving peak performance, and learning how to balance it all. I'm your co-host today because I have Natalie joining me in a minute, and we are interviewing the amazing Drea from Drea Knows Best. Now, you guys, I'm going to be honest with you, TikTok came along a good few years ago now, and I blatantly ignored it. I'm like, oh, not another social media account. I haven't got time for this. Just keeping up with Instagram. We're going boss babe. That's our focus. We're doing bits on Pinterest, Facebook, all the things. Yeah, I didn't need to worry about TikTok. I really think I underestimated how big TikTok would become. It's gone from like that dancing platform into a huge, huge company that so many creators are producing epic content for and really should take a place in your marketing strategy. So we invited Drea on, who is, let's say, one of the queens of TikTok. She has 5.4 million followers on there. And we wanted to chat with her because, let's face it, Natalie and I are not the ones to give you TikTok advice. So we got Drea on. And in this interview, we chat all things strategy, marketing plans, content pieces, everything you need to know about TikTok. This episode was so good. Drea just opens up. She's such a great teacher on this. Not only is she absolutely epic at creating her skits on there and just really good content, but she's really good at teaching it too. So grab a paper and pen for this episode because you're really going to love it. And we're going to really talk about how she got into it in the first place, what types of content went viral for her, like all the nitty gritty things that you want to know. So without further ado, let's join in. So Drea, I'm going to be real with you, right? I was watching TikTok blow up and I was thinking that is just for Generation Z and people who are good at dancing. That is not me and I do not need to be on it. But you saw TikTok and was like, that's my platform. I'm going to jump on it. And now you've got over 5.4 million followers. So I want to know, why did you join TikTok to begin with? Wow, that's good. Well, first of all, I feel like TikTok is not just for Gen Z. There's a lot of different categories, lots of different people on there. So don't be discouraged. That's Join, what I'm noticing. You know? The more time I spend, it's so interesting how many niches there are. And it really seems to be fair. Lots of different niches. But in the beginning, yeah. it was like, what is this? But sorry, true, yeah. true. Yeah, in the beginning, it was, yeah. Um, but for me, why I joined is because I used to be on Vine. Um, and when Vine died, RIP, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I had to hop on a new tr- trend because I just love creating content. I love... Um, entertaining people, but more specifically, I like short form videos, whereas like anything longer than 30 seconds or 50 seconds, my attention span is loses. So TikTok was a sweet spot. And then I started posting on there. Um, I posted a lot of uh, videos, you know, with my culture in it, impersonating my Nigerian mom, or like, you know, just tall girl videos, relatable stuff, comedy sketches. And I started building an audience. I remember when I first posted and then like, because not many people were on it, but what there year was, did you first post? Um, twenty. Well, because I was I was in my engineering job at that time, so twenty eighteen, twenty seventeen. Wow, yeah. so early. Yeah, so I was wow. on it when it was musically. So it oh, really you was, were? yeah, I was. Oh I'm, my I'm god! OG. So if you we were really just are. doing, yeah, if we were just okay. doing like lip singing. Okay. I was like, 
oh, I can't really lip sync because, you know, you got to be look really pretty while doing it. Yes, I look pretty, but not while lip syncing. So um, I was just doing that comedy skits and then it started taking off. A lot, hundreds of thousands of views, people, big growing the community, people like telling me, oh, they love my videos more and more and more. And I'm like, okay, this must be my space. This must be my tribe, my community. And I just kept like boasting. And there were so many parts of your story that I want to dive into, but one of the first is I want you to share about what your first viral videos were. Okay, that's good. That's a good question. Um, my first viral, viral video on TikTok was an accent challenge where I had my friend from Colombia say certain words with her Colombian accent, and I would say certain things in my Nigerian accent. And then, um, <laughs> you know, just somehow two different countries pronounce things so differently, boom, it went viral. Went viral in like Colombia, in different places, went viral in Nigeria. And that was like probably over something millions of views, like two million views or whatever. And wow. I don't know how many likes, but now, if I can remember, I know it has at least more than five million views of this today. So I was like, okay, yeah, I gotta do more. So I kept the action wow. challenge part two, part three, part four. Five, you were getting the endorphins. Yeah, girl. Was like, see, that's the that's the process. Like once something works, continue making part one, part two, part three, make it a series until people are like, oh, I'm tired of this, and then find out how to pivot. But like, yeah, that was one of my my most viral videos, and it was great because like people from my community are seeing it, and then also I'm getting people from other countries, and then your girl's global, and I'm like, okay. Yeah, this I've is it. Made it. Yeah. Let's go. Mama, I've made it. <laughs> oh my God, I'm obsessed. Okay, so I feel like I really figured out how to go viral on Instagram with static images. Figuring out how to go viral with short form video is a whole different ball game. And yeah. I'm really trying to learn that. Where do you even begin figuring out what the... Because uh, I think like with viral, there's a recipe, right? Yeah. How do you even get started figuring that out for someone that's totally new to it? True, true, true. I think the first thing you got to do is just like watch a bunch of content. Okay. And like, especially within a niche of what you aspire to create. I see. Okay. Um, and like I said, on my, I have a podcast called Do For The Content. And yeah. I give tips and strategies for people who want to grow on social media. And I tell my audience, I'm like, the most valuable content provides value and emotion. So what type of emotion are you giving people? So if you, after you watch a bunch of content, you figure out, okay, maybe I want to do fashion. It's like, okay, what am I going to give people fashion? I'm going to tell them how to like create videos on a minimal high fashion clothes for cheap. Yeah. You know, like what is going to be that niche you're going to create? And then just like literally <laughs> take what's there. If it's not broken, don't fix it. Like take what's there mimic it, but kind of make it your own, you know, Got like, it. yeah. So, so similar to Instagram, but you have to put yourself in front of the camera and actually do video. Exactly. And Pretty much. And then, because like on TikTok, well, specifically for TikTok, for video content, everything's all like a, what challenge, different challenges come around, different um, trends pop up. So everyone is, I was telling my friend, like everyone is doing the same type of videos now, but how do, they, how do you make it unique? So literally like this... Do the same type of videos. What's the trend? What's the challenge this week that's popping on Instagram? Or what's the trend that's popping on TikTok? TikTok literally has a page for all the challenge, all the hashtag challenges that are, that are trending. Hop on it, but make it unique to what your brand is. And how long do you recommend spending on creating each video? I guess that's hard depending <laughs> on the video. And then how often do you recommend posting? On TikTok? Yeah. Okay, this is a good question because... You got to feed the algorithm. Are you going to tell me 10 times a day? Yeah, no, I'm not going to tell you 10 times a day. I'm going to tell you what I feel because for my mental health, I don't like to stress myself. Okay. I For me, I spend a day, like tonight, my friends and I, we rented out a studio and we're going to like film a bunch of videos. Okay. So that way I can post 
throughout of next week and next and the batching. week after batching exactly. We love a good batch. Yeah, batching, for sure. right. But you need to fill, feed the algorithm at least three. If you're new, at least three times a day. Okay. That's how I see it. Okay. And if you can post more, post more. If you can't, don't overwhelm your. So it doesn't burn out your audience or anything like that? No, because TikTok, like, even if you're not posting, one of your videos from weeks ago can go viral. Can I start see. picking up. Yeah. Because okay. TikTok literally just targets your audience. Like, if you're posting videos about candles, right? If someone joins TikTok and they keep on watching videos about candles, maybe a video posted a month ago might show up on their For You page. And even though you haven't posted in weeks, New followers are still racking in from that video you posted because you used the right hashtags for your audience. So you used the right keywords in your captions about candles. Your candle fam are going to see it. You get what I mean? Yes, I do. So talk to me a little bit about hashtags. Are there like specific hashtags you should use that will help your video get seen by more people? Or is it very niche specific? I think it's more it's more niche. Okay. It's more niche, yeah. So instead of using hashtag, because there's this like myth on TikTok that like if you use hashtag for you page, your video is gonna go more viral. And it's not true because it's okay. kind of like similar to Instagram. For you page, a gazillion people have posted. I remember people hashtag. used to say that about hashtag Insta pitch yeah, on Instagram exactly. like so many years ago. I mean, it didn't work. <laughs> it maybe someone will stop and scroll because it has hashtag Insta pick or hashtag yeah. for you page on mm-hmm. at least on TikTok. But like you want to use specific, like for me, if I'm posting a video about like maybe a tall girl video, I'll put hashtag tall girl. I see. Or if I'm posting a picture of my, a video about my culture, it's like hashtag African parents, hashtag, you know, something more specific because that way they know like, okay, people scrolling, let's target those people looking for tall girl videos. Let's target those people, yeah. Mm. So, And also I think it's interesting about TikTok, which I've learned from you. Oh. Because you're teaching in our influencer school. Hey, true. Expert, and I've been privy to all the videos before they got released. Um, I, and I literally didn't know nothing about TikTok. I was like <laughs> literally watching this going, oh, ah, okay, I'm learning a lot. But TikTok really wants you to go viral in many ways. And so what they have, which is completely unique to Instagram, we have a lot of things that are unique to Instagram, but, you know, this challenge piece that you're looking at, which is then what some of the hashtags are created off the back of these challenges yes. going viral. Mm. And you were sharing in your videos where you like go to those challenges and like click on that hashtag and mm-hmm. see how many times it's used. And it tells you how to complete a challenge, yep, right? I hope literally. I'm not butchering your No, 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 no. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm like, a, I'm really good student. No, no, look, you're correct. Like, because on TikTok is is literally where trends start. Any trend you see on any other platform is starting from TikTok. And most of, most of the time, each trend has its own hashtag. And if it's like an official, because when, when TikTok sees like a trend is blowing up, they create a, a own, its own hashtag page for okay. it, right? Then if you go to the hashtag page, it kind of tells you exactly what this trend is about and like how you can join it. Literally, that's, and then it tells you how many people have been using the hashtag, how many videos are under that trend. And you know, like if it has more than like, if a sound, okay, let's talk about music. If a sound has more than 4,000 pe- videos under it, then you know it's probably going to be like a new trend kicking. And the earlier mm-hmm. you get on a sound, earlier you get on a hashtag, it's better because you show up on the hashtag page or the sound page. So do you need to be like looking on TikTok, looking out for these? Just like giving it a- You know what? I'll give y'all a hat because I do this too for my content. So I just follow, not follow, but I save certain accounts that tell people what the new trends are. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, this yeah. girl knows all. <laughs> Dre knows best, okay? Dre knows best. That's I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I just follow those accounts because there's literally people on, because like, like we talked about earlier, yeah. there's so many niche accounts for different things, right? So there's a, there's, niche, there's certain accounts that are just there to tell you guys, 
Hey guys, tre- new trend alert. This trend is about doing this. Hop on it now while it's early. That's literally how they do it. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll do it. <laughs> okay, I'm on it. Yeah. So I know we're going to cover so many more skill sets of growing on um, TikTok as well. But I also just want to take you back to like, how has TikTok changed your life? Because you're on a completely different path is my understanding. You qualified from Penn State. Yeah. I know you've already started content. She's an engineer. Yeah. Casual. And then, so I'm like really curious as to how you decided to leave that path. I mean, I've left a path before, so I get it. But like, how did you decide to leave that path and go, no, I'm going to put my efforts into TikTok? True, true. That's a really good question. So... Like you said, I went to Penn State, got my engineering degree. I have <laughs> African parents. They're not going to let you. Because when, when I was yeah. like in school for engineering, I was still creating videos, but it was really just for fun. And most of my friends were moving to L.A. to pursue social media full time. And I'm like, oh, no, my mod- African mother will not let me do that. <laughs> so I got an engineering job in Cali, an hour from L.A. in Riverside, California. And um, I would always like drive down on the weekends to collaborate with creators and create videos and hang out and turn up and then go back to my nine to five job. And then I decided, cause another requirement for my African parents were you need to get a master's degree. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, um, but this time I want to do it for myself. So what can I get? What degree can I get that's going to help me take social media to the next level? And that was entrepreneurship. So I, I applied at USC because I saw USC had a master's in entrepreneurship innovation. And I was like, that's perfect because as an entrepreneur, I see myself. Because that's what I, also what I learned in school, too, was like social media. You are your own brand. You have to treat it as a business to grow. So I applied. I got in. I actually got a scholarship for $25,000 from TikTok. What? Wow. Yeah, yeah, How? yeah. Um, they were giving out a scholarship to creatives that are in school. And I applied for it and I, I posted it and I told my audience, y'all tag, tag TikTok in this video. Y'all got, they have to see that I need the scholarship. Oh my God. And they tagged TikTok multiple times and I'm sure that helped. Because at that time I had like probably a million followers, which is still a lot, right? That's a lot. Um, yeah. Um, so that, that helped me out. So when I got that scholarship, first semester of my master's degree paid for, Whoa. you know? Yeah. For, that's why I'm forever loyal to that app. They're, they really have changed my, changed my life. Um, so yeah. So I quit my job. I said, goodbye, y'all. I'm going to the master's degree. And it's kind of good. That, it was a nice, easy segue to move into LA because then I could still be a broke college student because it's like, oh, why don't you have any money, Dre? I thought you do social media. Well, I'm a broke master's student. Okay, leave me alone. <laughs> Gives you a little bit extra time. <laughs> Life. But that's why during the program, I, I learned what I just told you guys earlier. Like, you got to start seeing yourself in business. Pitch yourself. Instead of just waiting for brands to come to you, slide in their DMs, email them, you know, um, net, network better. Like, you know, all this different stuff. And so, they were actually teaching you that in your master's In my master's, degree. yeah. That's How to pitch so your good. business, yeah. I feel like that's definitely changed because when I studied entrepreneurship, there was so little of that. It was so hypothetical oh, yeah? and theoretical. So I love to hear that it's actually, like, changing. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, definitely. Like, it wow. was all about how to, like, build your business from from bottom up, you know, doing market wow. research, your customer segment, all this different stuff. Um, and that's another thing too, like who are your, who's your customer segment? Is like figuring out who are my audience, who are right. my followers, you know, understanding, building an archetype around. Who's that, what if you can narrow down all your followers into one person, who's that person watching you? For me, it was like a young um, Nigerian American girl with immigrant parents, probably yeah. like watching my videos and looking up to me, like, you know, just being able to focus and be able to 
produce content because I know who my target audience is. So yeah, so that's how I got into switch from engineering to full-time content creating. And by then it was 2018, 2019. And TikTok was slowly, gradually like taking off. People were still like, what is TikTok? It's a weird lip singing app. People were still around that stigma. But I was like, I was telling people like, this is going to be the next big thing. Get on it. I would... Cause it's like, it was addicting. It was still addicting. It's still addicting now. And I was just kept on posting content, being consistent, um, having fun with it. And then all of a sudden different opportunities came around. TikTok flew me out to France to speak at Canton Lions Festival Creativity. I oh my with, goodness. Yeah. It was like, I, there was a billboard with my, my TikTok video on there. And wow. I'm like, yeah, it was, it was really crazy. And I spoke in the audience of like 2000 people just telling them my story of how I started, you know? until now and that is incredible and such like you know I want to say, I want to say once in a lifetime opportunities they're not because they they can come around but for a lot of people looking in they're like oh my god the chances are happening is really small but I really want to come back to the fact of like your family and the support because we have women listening to this and men from all over the world and they experience sometimes what you did, that there's cultural pressures, there's family pressures to take steps mm-hmm. in a direction that perhaps isn't aligned with their soul. So you were saying that you were juggling it for a long time. And were you clear in yourself that you wanted to pursue this as a career and you were trying to like get that to a big enough place that you could justify it to your parents? <laughs> or like, I'm just curious how you manage that relationship because I think, you know... It, for a lot of people and myself included, you know, leaving something, that a path that you're on, you do not only is hard for yourself, but then when you feel like you have to justify it to family members too, yeah, it's, it's even, even that added pressure. Yeah, yeah, that's so, true. So yeah, how did that show up for you and how did um, you deal with that? For me, I, when I was 14, I wrote in my diary, like, you know, like, like hi God, like I know you've given me, you give everyone major talents, especially me, you give me a lot of talents, help me to slowly figure out those talents and help me to be able to use those talents to positively impact myself and people. So I've always known from a very young age, I want to be able to make a positive impact in people's lives. And that's why even with engineering, I didn't just do it. Yes, I did engineering because my parents were like, well, funny enough, my dad was like, I don't want you doing engineering because you're a woman. And he was like, you're a pretty woman. You're going to be in the fields. Um, construction is dangerous. He's just overprotective. He loves me so much. Um, but anyways, yeah. So I did engineering because I also knew in the warehouse, I'm helping people doing hard jobs, make their job easier, making a positive impact. With social media, I even saw the impact even more as my audience grew, you know, as I get the messages of how my videos impact them, representation I have with my with my videos. Um, so I always saw that impact. And then I'm like, I want to keep on doing this, whether I'm super successful and making millions of dollars or I'm just posting videos still for fun and making people laugh or I'm educating people on my podcast and inspiring people how to, you know, build their, their careers. Um, so when it came, comes to run the pressure of parents, like my mom and my dad too, them understood, the most important thing is understanding. They still, now they understand a lot better of what social media is, right? So just being able to, I was able to explain to them like, hey y'all, like this is what I'm passionate about and I'm doing this regardless of mm-hmm. your support or not. But thankfully I have supportive Nigerian parents who are, you know, they support me a lot now. They're my, my dad is telling it. Cause we, I just did a video recently with my dad. Your, your dad's TikTok famous. He's TikTok famous and now. He's, he's viral. Yes. <laughs> Drea's dad, right? He's 84. Yeah, 85. 85. Do you want to tell a story yeah. of his TikTok? Cause it's yeah, incredible. So, so um, he comes over <laughs> to, he comes to visit me in LA and he's like, your mom said that you should dye my hair. And I'm like, 
uh, because he, he usually always dyes his hair. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, if I'm going to dye your hair this time around, I'm going to turn it to a video and turn you into a young, from 85 to 25 years old. So oh I sat him down, God. I dyed his hair jet black, I dressed him up with like cargo pants, um, white uh, Air Forces, uh, t-shirt and a jean jacket, like a typical young uh, millennial. And this video went super viral. People are still reposting it, tagging oh me. I was like, I, the guy's passing for 40. I was like, he looks really no. good. Some ladies are like, does your dad have an Instagram? I'm like, child, he's a very fan. <laughs> <laughs> he does know. But no one does that. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, he was, he's like, everybody has been sending me this video on WhatsApp. Even your auntie said she got it from your uncle, and your uncle said she got it from someone from Canada. And I'm like, oh my gosh, dad. What is he doing? He loves it. He, he loves it. Oh my God. He he tells everyone about my TikTok, everyone about, he calls it my platforms. I, I tell everyone about your platform, your, oh. your, your 5 million followers. I'm like, yeah. So again, like to, to circle back in, it's all about like, if you're passionate about something, go after it. The support will come later. And if it doesn't, if from your family, I know it's so hard, you're going to have other people that's going to support you hard, hardcore. Like for me, my friends are like, yes, I was praying for my friends because the way they support me, even I pray for my followers too, because it's like, they support me so well. Like, mm-hmm. like I just, I just feel like even though it's not your blood supporting you, yeah, you're going to find people within your circle to support you. And if they, do, they don't drop them because honestly, the people you surround yourself with is so important. Like it really is in any industry you're in. You talk about that a lot as well as like the community on TikTok and you really like talk about people who have been following you as like they're part of your community. Mm-hmm. Part, sorry, they're part of your community. They've supported you along this way. And I really, I really love that. And I think that that's one thing I've noticed. I mean, we have that same thing on Instagram, but it's like, isn't it funny, the transition of being like, before communities were just in person. It was mm-hmm. like, who was in your village? Who was in your town? Who was in your city? Yeah. And now it's like, wow, like, who am I following that is full of like-minded people? And, you know, Dre knows best has got its own, like, community yeah. that people interact with, not just you, but with each other. I see them in the comments. Mm-hmm. And how does that, like, make you feel? Makes me feel great. I love that. I mean, it's nice to be a light amongst people, like a, a light source, you know, because... Social, like you said, social media is interesting because before it was all about in person, meeting the people in person, making them friendship. But now most people are closer to their friends they met online than they are in person, mm-hmm. you know? So I feel great. I feel super blessed. I feel very thankful. And I hope it just continues. And I can't wait to see how it goes, like how I can even be build a bigger community and make them all super close to each other. And know? I love it because you've explained exactly four of the things whenever I'm teaching anyone how to grow on a platform I always teach virality consistency collaboration and connection connection with your audience is absolutely everything if you do not have that connection you're going to really struggle to grow if you're the kind of person that's like oh I only have 10,000 followers I'll connect with them when I have a hundred (laughs) thousand it's like no if you're doing it for that reason you won't and you also mentioned collaboration in that you would come to LA on a weekend and collaborate with other creators Mm -hmm. often that part of growing is overlooked but it's so incredibly important it's a great way to get out in front of other people's audience and to be able to bring your audiences together were you able to do that even when you had a small audience and be able to meet people with perhaps smaller audiences and collaborate oh that's a good question because i'm sure some people who listen to this podcast may not even have the following yeah yet, right but they know um, they want to collaborate they, they might not have the followers yeah that's true i have two points and i want to say this out loud before i forget because when i start talking i forget my points <laughs> one point is that you can collaborate with your audience through like the comments okay yeah and then collaboration so i already forgot the first point <laughs> 
Collaborating in person. Oh yeah, meeting people that you, if you don't have the following to collaborate yet, yeah. that's the thing. Um, sometimes it's hard because I feel like even before when I was still starting out, off and I'll DM people to collaborate, they don't respond back. Uh, you know, I think when you're reaching out to people to collaborate, I feel like you can kind of send, don't just DM them to collaborate. Cause I would always like DM people like, oh, well, let's collaborate with you because we can make a video about this and the result will be blank because I can bring this to the table. Kind of showing them what I can bring to the table. If it's someone that's maybe like, I want to collaborate with someone who's like a girl who's like five one, I'm like, hey girl, I'm super tall. I'd love to collaborate with you because we can make a tall girl and short girl video. Yeah. It'll be great, you know? Yeah. That kind of stuff. But I feel like if you can't collaborate with people, you can collaborate with your audience. Like mm-hmm. when I went to Nigeria, this was the, <laughs> one of my favorite things I did because going to Nigeria is my hub. My community is there that everyone knows. We're all about the culture. People want to know how Africa looks like. And I'm like, and I stress out because I'm like, oh, what well, my videos am I going to create? Are they going to like my videos? And I was like, okay, listen, y'all, I'm in Nigeria right now. Let me know what you want to see while I'm over here because <laughs> did yeah. you tell me what you want to see and I'll make it. So they're like, oh, I want to see like, how did the houses look like in Nigeria? And I'm like, Hey, y'all want to see houses in Nigeria? It's kind of like a reply to comment feature they have on TikTok. Yeah. Reply to comment, the comment shows, it shouts out someone from your community, and then you tell them, here are the videos. Show them all the houses in Nigeria. What else do you want to see in the caption? Like, what else do you guys want to see? One of the comments were like, I want to see food, what Nigerian food. You guys want to see Nigerian food? Boom, here's a video about Nigerian food. So in a way, I'm like, starting to build my community. And even if, I feel like you can still do that, do that even if you only have 10 followers. Totally. Cause I'm sure at least one person will comment. And if no one comments, you know, just create a fake account and comment yourself, <laughs> you know, yeah. and then start building, yeah. And then sooner or later, people will start being receptive to that. But like, yeah, that's, I feel like even with TikTok and social media, TikTok in particular, you can collaborate without actually even knowing the person with the duet feature, right? The stitch, yeah, yeah. the stitch feature, you know, you just take the, the video. If you don't know what the stitch feature is, it's like it plays someone. Let's say you see someone else's video, you want to collaborate with them. You can take their video. It'll show like the first five seconds or whatever seconds of their video. And then you're part of the video. Yeah. So kind of like just collaborating with someone else. So like if yeah. you wanted, if I wanted to collaborate with Beyonce, I just stitch her a video. I'm like, hey, y'all, collaborate with Beyonce, you know? I think that's actually um, one thing that TikTok does really well against Instagram is because like, yeah, Instagram has wheels, but you kind of have to be creative straight out the gate with those reels. Whereas like, I feel like TikTok nurtures your creativity. It gives you a lot more tools. Yeah. Cause you teach about like using the green screen, mm-hmm. the duet features, yes. like all of these different things. Like even down to the challenges of how you can find out, like jump on the bandwagon for things that are already exactly. trending to like, and notice as someone who is not the most creative person, like, and needs that bit more stimulus. I feel like TikTok is a great place for those people. Cause oh, yeah. like from the outside looking in, I used to think like, oh, you can only be on there if you're like, Super really creative, creative. Right? Yeah. but it actually kind of brings that out in it you. It brings out the like creativity. That's, that's a really good reflection. Yeah, that's why I always tell people: watch other people's videos, and you see what they're doing. You're gonna be like, "Oh, I can do that too," and just make it your own. Yeah, literally. And that's why I see like when people post things on Instagram Reels, and they're like, "Oh, this is so creative." I'm just like. I was scrolling through TikTok. I saw like 10 videos just like that before, oh, you know? Yeah. But like, yeah, literally all the trends on TikTok, carry it to Instagram reels. Ooh, you a star. <laughs> Let's take a minute to talk about one of my favorite educational platforms, Masterclass. I have been referring back to this platform for years and I love that you can simply log in and take inspirational classes from world-class coaches no matter where you are. 
If you haven't explored Masterclass yet, go to masterclass.com slash boss babe and scroll through some of the categories. I think you'll really love what you see. One of the latest classes I tuned into was Anna Winter's class on creativity and leadership. She takes you into her office as Vogue's editor-in-chief and it was so inspiring to learn about her leadership style, team culture, and how she encourages creativity in her team. Not only does Masterclass have tangible business development classes that you can watch at your desk or listen to on the go, but it also includes classes in 10 other categories ranging from food, home and lifestyle, music, wellness, design and so much more. There are over 200 classes to choose from with new classes added every month. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Plus, Every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash boss babe. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash boss babe, masterclass.com slash boss babe. Let's take a quick pause to talk about my new favorite all-in-one platform, Kajabi. You know I've been singing their praises lately because they have helped our business run so much smoother and with way less complexity, which I love. Not to mention our team couldn't be happier because now everything is in one place. So it makes collecting data, creating pages, collecting payment, all the things so much simpler. One of our mottos at Boss Babe is simplify to amplify and Kajabi has really helped us do that this year. So of course I needed to share it here with you. It's the perfect time of year to do a bit of spring cleaning in your business, you know? Get rid of the complexity and instead really focus on getting organized and making things as smooth as possible. I definitely recommend Kajabi to all of my clients and students. So if you're listening and haven't checked out Kajabi yet, now is the perfect time to do so because they are offering Boss Babe listeners a 30-day free trial. Go to kajabi.com slash boss babe to claim your 30 day free trial. That's kajabi.com slash boss babe. You talk around a lot about grabbing people's attention. I know you do a lot of videos around like skits and funny things, but like, how do you go about like, you know, as we're scrolling, like stopping mm. the scroll, what are some techniques that you've leveraged to do that? Oh yeah, that's a good question. Cause those first couple seconds are so important because everyone is constantly scrolling. It, it can be as simple. I, I don't do the whole stop scrolling, but you can tell them like on the screen using a text overlay feature, like wait till the end. I've that, seen that. That, for that one is really good because oh, that thing annoys me when I wait to the end, there's nothing good. I'm like, <laughs> no, I just wait, 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 seconds. They say wait to the end and then they say read the caption. Yeah! Like, that's not what I waited for, you guys. Yeah. Right. yeah. But, like, this t- literally just telling them, like, I can't, you, I, you've been doing this wrong the whole time. Like, something catchy just reeled, it, like, reeled them in. For when I'm doing comedy skits, I like to make sure, like, something exciting is happening in that first second, you know? Cut things down. Don't over talk. Don't over, like, just get to the point as quick as possible. But again, those first three seconds are so important. If they use a text overlay on the screen, literally telling them to stop scrolling and listen to this or calling them out and like, you've been doing this wrong this whole time. Um, what other ways ways to reel them in? Um, you're not going to believe this. You're not going to believe this. Yeah. Yeah. And I love what you were just saying just before that too, about different ways of creating content and being able to collaborate with your audience. What's really coming through is just your willingness to get resourceful. And we always talk about people that are successful or resourceful. They don't say, oh, well, no one DM me back about collaborating. So I'm not going to do anything. They're like, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to find another way to do it. Mm -hmm. But speaking of collaborations, Mariah Carey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Mariah (laughs) 
I, I watched that one. I watched that video about six times. Same. Because oh, word. Do you know why as well? Why? Like, is this real? That's what I did. I was like, is this a green screen? <laughs> it's it's real. Oh, well. What? It took a minute. That's to so funny. Yeah. yeah, she defrosts that Christmas. Okay, so she was ready to go. <laughs> That's so funny because you said, oh, I forgot what that meant and then the cross. That's a good joke. She does, yeah. Um, yes, she Thanks does. Thanks for validating my joke. See, I'm the funny one, don't you? <laughs> no, I'm not letting that title go. <laughs> but um, yeah, so TikTok invited me to um, film a video with her and I was like, okay, what should I do? So I'm like, obviously, I'll make a video with her song. And it's... It wait, was, wait, wait. Hang on a minute. It's, 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 it's so sad. It's casual, right? there. Exactly. Yeah, casual, but it's yeah. like, she's like, oh, yeah, my first response is, what video should I do? Yeah, right. Yeah. My first response would be like, oh, I would lose I know. my mind. I was, I was really nervous before going in. Um, but, no, but wait, you what know, was your reaction? Please don't tell me you were that casual, right? You were, yeah, no, I was. You were casual? I was. Yes. Oh what? God. Of course. Yes. What am I going to do? Like start screaming at girl? Yes. But, but I, I, did, I did tell her because she was like, she told me and my friend James Henry, she was like, uh, our kids are huge fans of yours. And wow. I'm like, well, if you guys need any guests for birthday birthday appearances, we would love to come for a birthday party. We never got the invite. But, you know, you never know. This you never time. know. This, 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 this is the season to invite Drea for your birthday. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, it was really cool. She was super nice, super casual. Like, um... Yeah, she was super sweet. She wasn't a diva. She was very elegant, so beautiful in person. And she's not was, really aged, hey? I feel like she's not got any she older. Hasn't aged no, no, she hasn't aged. No, she looks great. Um, but like I've done a lot of different collaborations too. Like Mariah, also with Tracy Ellis Ross, um, wow. from from Blackish. So like TikTok too, they were having their TikTok Black History Month, and they had me interview Tracy Ellis Ross. And Casual. I'm like, who they see the collaboration one was a little bit easier because that's like you know you just go in and do a skit and then leave but this was an interview in front of an audience right a lot wow. of and it wasn't just a regular audience these are creators so my job was to interview her and make sure that you know they they leave feeling more fulfilled and it was it was great I killed that interview that's I, I, was, I was I was I I have to tap my shoulder it was really good, good. For yeah. You. And what I'm hearing too, which is making me so happy, is how TikTok from the beginning has seemed to really support their creators. So you were saying, you know, their scholarship, yeah. the way that they've put you on billboards, flown you to different events, offered you these different opportunities. Because for social media platforms like Instagram in the beginning, it wasn't like that. They would only do that for celebrities because they wanted like Justin Bieber to get on their app. I don't think they really, I, and I and definitely creators in the creator economy is new, but they didn't respect creators in the same way. Whereas now, every single social media platform out there has a budget to pay creators mm -hmm. and they know the success of their app depends on yeah. their creators mm -hmm. and it's just it's incredible to see finally platforms respecting the work of creators and not just expecting them yeah. to keep showing up even if they change the algorithm and make their life harder it's like no the creator can hop to different platforms because they're creative and they can figure it out but if the platform doesn't support you and um you know, help you grow and figure out how to do that, then you can hop somewhere else. Right. And, and I, it's nice. I, I think it's beautiful. It was, I think TikTok learned from Vine because that was one of Vine's mistake, biggest mistake. Really? How it's come? like when the, when the app was going downhill, they started paying 
only the big creators, right? The right. ones that had millions of followers, and they paid them thousands, multi-thousands of dollars um, to p- keep on posting. And they forgot about the little ones because, the, again, the micro. the micro creators are the trendsetters. Yep. They are the ones who start the trends. They are the ones who are always posting up. They consume more, and they build the community. So, like, now TikTok, that's why TikTok is so successful because they not only do they try to make sure that from the, because like even the micro creators on TikTok, you have a partner manager that you can reach out to if you have something wrong with your account, right? And um, but they they listen to their creators, they listen to our feedback, they listen, especially when during times where like the Black Lives Matter of 2020, when it was like very hard and like TikTok was like, you guys don't care about your black creators. They're like, okay, what can we do for the black creators to make sure that they feel seen? From mm-hmm. like, I think now they even launched a grant too as well. But like, they make sure that this every creator from different community feels appreciated. Of course, they're not perfect because TikTok is still doing, they still have their problems. So, that, But I like that that because the conversation started, all these different apps started realizing that, oh, we're not doing it properly too. So Instagram mm-hmm. started their own fund. Instagram started to make sure that they're more inclusive and everything. And Facebook too. Facebook is another one that gave grants to black creators as well. Like, So, you know, it's it's all about conversation. It's going in the right direction, yeah. at yes. least finally. I think that's, you know, you both are saying really important things around like the recognition for creators now because um, I was just listening on what you were saying and for so long creativity was not valued Mm -hmm. and you know my mum was an art teacher and a a dancer and you know for her it was like you know she brought me up very much like I had the academic skill sets but she was always saying like it's a shame that like art and there's no money in creative stuff Mm. which was like and it was true for a long long time and I feel like social media but particularly TikTok has started shifting that if you think now about who are celebrities you've got people like Logan Paul Mm. you've got people like Charlie Dvinio like you've Mm. got these people who have like come up through the ranks and they're true creators and I think just what you're saying as well around like actually creators get to choose platforms and move they've got the skill set that can't be taken away mm-hmm. from them so like making sure they're paid what they're worth yeah. and that creativity is valued because these platforms even like if we think about Instagram and the money it makes now on advertising or the shop feature all those things it wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the creators in the yeah. first place mm-hmm. and the same point you were making around micro content creators you know we say in the UK small businesses what drives the economy in the UK so they always protect small businesses because they know small businesses are the ones that employ people that empower Mm. change in their communities and that's very much the same with like content like you're right it's not the big the big ones that are actually starting off the trends it's all it's all of the smaller Mm. yeah like small medium people who are really putting in the hours who are really obsessed with the and it's time um, for them to get their recognition I'm a big advocate for all creators across the spectrum, but more importantly, the smaller creators, because, man, I remember the grind you got to put in to get Mm -hmm. noticed, to get recognition. And it's, it's, for me, even like with brands, I hate seeing brands only work with the the big creators. It's more of a bigger pet peeve for me when a brand is working with the creator who's super big and has nothing to do with their, with the brand's message, the brand's brand, you know, the company's brand. It's like, go to a creator who actually posts about your stuff, who actually, you know, organically like post about your stuff instead of just going to a creator that just has the following because that doesn't even convert either. And I think it's, some brands are understanding, but a lot of brands still don't. They just want to go to the huge creator. Oh, you have a lot of creators. You have money. Uh, you have a huge lot of following. Here's the money. But is it going to convert? No. You know? So um, hopefully 
people brands start learning that, you know, micro creators is a better way to go. Cause even like now with Instagram too, I'm happy that it's not always like, we've gone to the days when it's like, oh, I'm a creator, I'm, a, I'm an influencer, I have a m- million followers, you know, just give me this, give me that. Now people are like, okay, well, what's your, what's your niche? What's your fitness yeah. about? What's your content about? What are you doing? You know, how's yeah. your engagement? How's your engagement? Are there real followers? Um, you know, like you know, how how often do you post? You know, they're actually looking at analytics versus just like that number up there because that number sometimes doesn't mean much. Yeah. It's about what what kind of what value are you adding to your followers and what emotion are you adding? Yeah, we have like a mixture of people listening to this podcast and are like, oh yeah, I'm a creator and a wannabe creator or some people listening going, okay, I actually have a business and I really want to understand how I can work with creators more. How do you think people can support black creators and creators in, you know, not growing, but like how can they support their work that they're doing? Um, How businesses can support creators? I mean, maybe through collaboration, Mm -hmm. right? Like a creating a, a kind of like a, if you're a business, maybe you have like certain merch, collaborate with a creator to create their own merch and they get a percentage of sales. So they get more exposure through you and then vice versa. I'm not really sure how exactly a bit, I can think of how like consumers can support black creators. Share that too. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, I just think it's a really good conversation to be having because I think it's something that's not really thought about we all take for granted that we'll actually spend hours being entertained by people that actually put their heart and soul into yeah, something yeah so i'm yeah just curious i think how this, we can in general just make sure you follow people yeah follow like share their that stuff means something it to means you right something yeah. comment you Find know because i like comment it. yeah like even because like even my um my sister is like she she put, i was sitting next to her she was watching a bunch of videos and i'm like do you follow these people? Like, no, but you're laughing at her video. Follow her. Like, people need to remember to follow the creator, like the creator stuff, because all these things add to like our. It's kind of like when you work nine to five, but you have your peer. Is it peer review? Yeah, yeah right. Like, yeah. that's what brands look at our analytics because we they want to work with you. They check it. They check that stuff. So we need those things. So if you can't support us by buying our merch or listening to our podcast or subscribe or like not subscribe or like whatever money wise, yeah. support us by the things that are free. It's free yeah. to like and comment. It's free to share. I love that. Yeah. And I actually think so many people are like, oh, I'm guilty of that. Even I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, actually, yeah, you know what? Sometimes I will consume and I won't mm-hmm. necessarily like or follow. And I yeah. can change that habit because, like you say, it means so much. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. actually, for many creators who make their living from this, that actually makes a dollar sign. And if, yes. you're, if you're willing to consume the work, then like, Give back for yes. consuming with a tap of the mm-hmm. finger, you know. It's free ninety nine. Yeah, it's free ninety nine. You know. <laughs> so like that's it's that simple. That's like it's like that's the bare minimum thing I could think of because that's so it's so it's social currency, right? That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah exactly. So if you can do that, yeah, do it. So as a full time creator, what does your schedule like on a on a typical week look like? Like, what are you spending your time doing? <laughs> what am I spending my week doing? Okay, so it depends. It varies. So usually Mondays I meet with my assistant and then we sit down and see what are all the trends on social media right now? What are the trending sounds on TikTok? And then we figure out, okay, these are trending things. How can we come up with skit ideas or like content that fits my brand with it? That's Monday. And then sometime during the week I contact people and then I'm like, okay, what date can you guys film? Again, that's a collaboration thing. I live in Los Angeles, so I like to take advantage of living in LA. And that includes, you know, we have the studio set like tonight, we're going to film in a studio from 9.30 p.m. to 5 a.m. Because that's the that's the only hours they give content creators. Yeah. What? Yeah. So we're going to film all night, film in a bunch of skits. 
So after we filmed those skits, um, I spend either the rest of the week, maybe like Thursday, editing, um, posting. And then if I have a brand of content, then I have to, you know, book a photographer to take the pictures or like book a videographer to take the shoot and then coming up with, or it just, it just it, each week is different, but it consists of coming up with video ideas, posting content for my audience, filming things, collaborating. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of work, but there's also fun in it. Cause I love when I'm shooting with my friends. Cause even though we can't hang out in person sometimes, everyone is busy now. Yeah. But when we're filming together, it's always like downtime, just like chatting, laughing, you know, gossip, all that stuff. And um, yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's a lot. Um, it's overwhelming, especially during the holidays, like now, and it's, it's a lot of work. But I yeah. think the best thing I did right now is like, I recently hired my assistant. So it's been like, whew, uh, it's like I have more breathing time. Because yeah. last year, my friend and I, um, we um, we both almost broke down. Just doing it, it all was, yourself? Oh. Yeah. Ooh, cause we didn't, because even too, the podcast too. Because I also have that too. So like, okay, I have to make sure I record for do it for the content podcast. And then make sure I edit, because I do my own editing. I do my own like... Um, promotions for it, for the Instagram page, making the Canva creations. So all of that is just like, I used to do YouTube. I don't do YouTube as much as I should, as much as I did, but you know. And does it, for you, is it a seven day a week thing or do you try and stick to more normal working hours? Um, normal working hours yeah. from Monday to Friday. Not, I mean, then again, if I'm editing something, I, I edit on my phone. So I can like be in bed editing or whatever, I'm answering emails. But on weekends, I like to take the weekends off. Yeah. I don't like, but this Sunday I do have to work, but like I like to just say weekends are for you, Drea, because I like my good time. I don't want to, I don't want to age for my time. So I have to make sure I can take breaks any downtime I yeah. have. So weekends are like, it's so important. Yeah. What is the impact or what is the footprint that you want to leave via your social media? Because like I said, you have five, over 5.4 million followers and that's just on TikTok. You yeah. know, you've got following on Instagram, you've got the podcast, you've got the YouTube channel, everything Drea knows best. But like, what is the feelings that you want people to walk away with? Or, you know, like I say, that impact that you want to have on someone's life who comes in contact with your content? Yeah. Feeling happiness. You know, happy, positive. I, I had a recent video go viral. It was the, you know that trend, questions I get asked? And it's like, dun, dun, mm-hmm. dun, dun, yeah, dun, yeah, yeah. dun, Yeah, people listen like, what is she talking about? <laughs> but this is a, a trend where it's like, you just you just t- put on the screen different questions you get asked, as whatever. So I did different questions I get asked as a tall girl. And it went what viral. Some of the questions. Some of the questions is like, oh, um, can you help me reach that? Do you play basketball? Short guys always like, can I climb you like a tree? Like, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's on a daily, like, how tall are you? You must be like eight feet tall. So there's like always similar questions. But it went viral. And a lot of my DMs were all about some, some, some moms came to my DMs and were like, my daughter is your height too, you know, like, uh, and she's just so young. Do you have any tips that we can give her? Or like, thank you for being so positive and open about your height. And like, you know, and this, that's the kind of impact I want to make. Yeah. I want to be, because I'm very off, offensively myself. And I always tell this story when I was, when I, when I first moved from Nigeria to America, I had an accent. My How mom, old were you? I was uh, eight, okay. eight, nine, right? I so it must have been a big shock for you. You were old oh, enough to understand. Oh, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was it was, a huge transition. But then again, I was bullied for my height because I was taller than all the boys I had crushes on. I was bullied for my accent. And, but fast forward now on social media, the things that make me thrive 
my height. The thing that make me thrive whenever I, people relate, when I put my videos on my culture, my accent. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing I never take for granted. So there's something I want people to feel when they come to my page. It's like, you can win by being authentically yourself. And that's why one thing that I love myself that I do, and I don't, I didn't realize I do this. I don't do this on purpose, but I just normally do this. I did a campaign with HP and it was about like, how do you reuse and recycle? Cause HP was doing whatever yeah, campaign. Yeah. And I was like, when I think about reusing, I think about my African mom because she will use like, she will reuse plastic, plastic um, bottles to put like peanuts in it or reuse like um, Tupperwares from like restaurants. So we don't throw out the Tupperware. We still don't use it to pack food. She'll put like food in the ice cream container. And I'm like, that's how we reuse. So I made a video around that. And all the comments was like, oh, my, his my Hispanic mom be doing that. My, 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 my African mom does that. And it was very relatable. Yeah. And I love bringing my culture into campaigns I do because that representation matters so much. Because mm -hmm. people, again, in, in America, around the world, are realizing that the world does not revolve around just one type of demographic. Yeah. America well, is built around- that's how brands can support creators, exactly. right? Yeah, boom, that's it. Brand can support creators by, um, by working with different people of different demographic, LGBT, by, by POC, different people of color, people like from dis with disabilities. Don't yeah. just go for the numbers, right? Go for people from different communities, because again, the world is so diverse. It's built of all different types of people. To, to me, like my sister's always like, you're so big on this. Cause every time my, my, my niece and nephews are watching shows, I'm like, make sure they're watching shows that have black people too, because yeah. they need to grow up watching people with, of color. Cause it, it's important. When I was growing up, I didn't see much of that. I mean, but, and then of course being bullied and all that kind of stuff. But now fast forward, that representation, the representation I have online is so big. It's bigger than I even know. You know, yeah. so I'm thankful for the platform and I hope anyone who comes to my page feels they can win by being themselves. That's it. Yeah, totally. And I really love that what you said about brands, because I think brands really win when they allow creators to create in their own way. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. If they come in and they try to micromanage and they're like, oh, well, don't put too much of your culture in it because it might not relate to this demographic or whatever, I mean, then don't work with that creator. Yeah. If you're going to work with a creator, allow them to be creative and allow, uh, trust what they tell you is going to work mm -hmm. with their audience. Yeah. There's been so many times brands have come to us and said, we want to work with you and do X, Y, Z. And we've said, that's not going to work. If you want us to do that, we're going to pull out of the partnership because it's not yep. worth it. That's good. And the more that they can do that, especially like you said, with different types of people, mm -hmm. that's such a, but what an amazing platform that the brand can reshare that to. Yeah. I think yeah. that's amazing. And I like the point you made, like, let the creator be the creator. Yeah. You know, like, this, the most important thing for a brand, and that's to go back to your question, how can businesses also with creators, it's like, you know, the creator knows what works best on their page. Just tell them what your your, your message you're trying to pass on. Yeah. You know, what your company's brand is all about and what message you want to pass on and let the creator just give them the creator brief and let them be the creative. Because when you start to, like, you know, when you try to put us in the box and like, you make, sure, script, make yeah. sure the label show. Oh, girl. Oh, my God. It's like the, your, the audience is going to watch it and be like, what is all the what's going on here? What is this? Like, this is not this is not the real Drea. No. Can we just throw this in the trash? Yeah, Because you can you like know. see through it. Right. And oh, 100%. I was watching your one with um, 7-Eleven. Oh, yeah. And I was like, what was really interesting as well is like, you know, previously ads were very obviously ads. And mm. I mean, how many of us were like so excited when you could skip ads? Like, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. like hallelujah I get to skip videos <laughs> and I have to watch this drizzle where it was like <laughs> now nah, that was such a British drizzle. it's a drizzle I was like drizzle 
I never get I'm, I'm like, what is Rizzo? But I'm just going to like go on with it. I, it's dribble, I, but Danielle has her own vocabulary. She like has her, like a Danielle. I just, we call it Danielleism. It's called continuity. You know, it's just like quirkiness and part of my personality. It's very Virgo of you. It's very Virgo. But gone slightly redder people are like but the drizzle YouTube. like lad it's not drizzle yeah what is it again drivel. Drivel. <laughs> okay so we didn't have to watch the avil the ads that were drivel however then on social media what started happening was you were kind of getting those really obvious ads oh, yeah, and as soon yeah, as yeah. you can tell it being an ad you're like skipping past it so i really think that brands should learn that when it's in the hands of a creator like i watched that entire video because i was like oh where is this going and then i was like oh it's 7-11 i was like hooked in i was like this is genius and then i was like oh got a 7-Eleven near me do I want any of this this is like genius marketing marketing and when brands actually start realizing that like we now have in our contracts we only do one iteration because it gets so ridiculous so this brand wanted to work with um Natalie I was like I was the police on this one I was like no <laughs> they were like oh we want to put in like three like three or four revisions of a video mm. and I'm like no like we're not doing that because then if you're having to like something other than me yeah, yeah like I'm like this is just so it gets so far removed from Natalie her audience mm. and also like it, it's, it's just not how we work it's no. just not how we like to work with brands so I think the more that brands can actually understand micro-influencer campaigns mm. and influencer campaigns um the better but we're Much certainly better. moving into a new era of it and i'm really really excited like the power of social media you know it's changed my life natalie's life your life like it's actually incredible and i know that social media gets slated so much sometimes mm. but it really is incredible how you literally can change someone's life who you know those certain shifts would not have been possible without like investing thousands into yeah. a brand new business mm. or like a certain education like it's allowing people to really transition into you know different social circles or right. whatever that looks like mm-hmm. and I think that's really really powerful and what is your advice to those people who are thinking right now oh I would really like to create a career as an influencer or a career on TikTok like what would your advice be to them do it like just start it's very, like, discouraging when you're starting from zero. You're not getting a recognition and whatnot. But just be consistent. I think the most important thing is, like, know your why you want to do it. You know, just, just do it because, hey, I mean, if your why is because you want to be famous, I mean, by all means, like, do it. But, like, really know, like, what the reason why you want to build that social media. Is it because you want to, like, da-da-da-da-da-da? Because yeah. when you, that's what's going to help you through the ups and downs of posting and posting and not getting the engagement you deserve or whatever but just go for it like start posting first go on social media look at all the people's posts how they're doing it and then image copy but make it your own and you know really just build a community you know even if you only got five followers go live talk to those five people you know reply back to comments really just show up to for your audience and then see how it see how the transition and how you grow but yeah that's literally like how i feel just start. Oh, I can't even think about me starting right now. But if I had to start over, I'll start over again. Yeah. Yeah. I really well, you did. Yeah, we from did. Vine, right? Yeah, I did. I lost 700,000 followers. And, and start I started over scratch. again. I kept on doing it. Exactly. The whole journey. Yeah. So, shoot. I, I feel like if I can do it, anyone can do it. <laughs> That's how I always tell people. Like, I, I said it, too, on my, on my TikTok course in the description. of like, if I can do it, I don't have two heads. I'm not better than you. So, <laughs> you can do it, too. So, yeah. Just start. And stay consistent. 
and see how it goes. And also know your worth too. Because when you start going, <laughs> that's it. I'm so passionate about knowing your worth. <laughs> like, okay, when you start building your following a little bit and these brands start reaching out to you to promote for them, take, yeah, take the free stuff. The free stuff is cool. But after the third time, the company is sending you the package. How about you let them know? Oh, you see that time when I posted it, they're really great. I would love to move forward with a paid partnership with you. Yeah. You know, like, because these companies will extort influencers. Mm. You know, just be careful. Know your worth. Think about it. Remember I was telling you when I have a brand I'm working with, I need to take time to think of the creative, book the photographer, set out time to edit and film or refilm. And that's all time. And that's why I need to know, is it worth my time? And make sure I'm getting paid my worth. Yeah. So it's likewise for you. Don't think that you need to have a gazillion follow. Okay. I, TikTok, like now TikTok is investing a lot of time into creators. They invited me to teach a um, Know Your Worth like masterclass, right? Oh my right? God, that's amazing. Yeah, and it was just just for creators of color too. And I was telling them this same exact thing. Like if a brand reaches out to you and tells and asks you for your rate, maybe don't give them your rate. It's better for you to ask them, what's, the, what's, what's your budget? You know, because you don't want to shorthand yourself, yeah. right? We yeah. have Mel Robbins on and she was a speaker and she gave this very similar advice which was like, if somebody asks you like to do a, has a speaking gig, she's like, yeah, what's your budget? Let them come back to it. And then she's like, double your rate. Yeah. But then at Boom. least you can come down. Exactly. But it's like, no, like you step into that power of mm-hmm. what, you, um, what you're worth. And she was charging $100,000 an hour. Look at that. Look at that. Wow. Wow. Yes. Hmm. Growth for us all. Let's wow. Growth for us all. Well, it looks like I need to up my price. <laughs> but no, that's that's so dope because like literally you if a if a brand asks you a rate and you tell them, okay, my rate is five hundred dollars, what if their budget was two thousand dollars for exactly. each influencer? You just missed out on a huge check. Yeah. But if you're confidently telling them like, oh, I would love to make I, I don't make set I don't set rates because I love to make every partnership work for every brand I'm working with. With that being said, what's your budget for this campaign? And then boom, they tell you what it is. And then you like, oh well, like how you said that girl said double it. And you're like, oh well, for this time I would like to do yeah three thousand dollars. And then they're like, oh well, we can only pay you two thousand five hundred. That's fine because usually I would have charged five hundred dollars, but I'm walking away two thousand five hundred dollars this time. Yeah, you know, it's a deal. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, this like the big thing, like just know your worth. Like creators have to know your worth. It's so big and, and be confident in yourself because I always, how I've always seen it since I had like 50,000, no, 20,000 followers on Instagram. I was charging, no, no, even less, 20,000 followers. I think I was charging like $6,000, $7,000 for a post. And I don't know, and this is, again, this was before social media was a thing. So I don't know what anyone is charging now, but at 20,000 followers, charging $7,000 for a post, that's a lot of money. And I was just yeah. in college. Good for you. I was a college student. So that's it's a like- a little college. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, and it's because I'm just like, I feel like I should be getting paid this because I'm studying engineering. And by the time I graduate, I'll be making $80,000 a year. So you need to pay yeah. me this. So it's like, just put yourself in a mind frame of like, how much time are you spending? And and what you feel like you'd be comfortable getting paid. That's the most, if you're getting comfortable, if you're comfortable getting paid hundred dollars for a post, then that's fine. That's what you feel you're worth. Do it. Don't be discouraged, but also communicate with your, Ooh, that's another tip. Communicate with your network too. Cause mm-hmm. whenever brands reach out to people, they're probably going to reach out to other people within your community too. Yeah. So if y'all are open, yeah. but discussing numbers with my friends, we're very open with discussing numbers, how much they pay you. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, but they were going to pay me so much way less. Let me try to go back and get more that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. So communication is key. Reach out to your network, start posting and see where it goes. I love that. Honestly, Drea, thank you so much for like, you are really, really humble 
about what you've achieved. But what I love about you is that you are so generous with all the ways that you've done it and sharing the tools and tips and tricks. So I would love for you to share with our audience where they can find out more about you, particularly your podcast, because you talk about a lot of this stuff on your podcast, right? Yes, please. Okay. So I have a podcast called Do For The Content, where I give social media tips and strategies. And why I really love my podcast is because I'm speaking generally from experience because yeah. I've been doing this for over seven years now. And so all the tips I'm giving is from the, the mistakes I've made to the, to the things I've learned and plus interviewing people who are super successful in the industry. So do it for the content podcast. Um, you can also find me on TikTok, Drea Knows Best. On Instagram, Drea underscore Knows Best because my name was taken. <laughs> um, or you can just go to DreaKnowsBest.com. Everything is on there. Um, yeah. So And everyone, make sure you go subscribe to Drea's podcast. That's really important. You obviously listen to podcasts so go subscribe you'll learn a lot show your support and if you yeah. watch any of our content <laughs> like it engage with it comment on it you know I mean that's how we get to provide all of this for free you know yeah, yeah. I love that and go subscribe to ours and rate review and all the things while you're there <laughs> yeah definitely leave a five star review it helps like shamelessly yeah. uh, plug in four stars please we only do five stars here. yeah Drea thank you so so much thank you for having amazing. me on ladies thank you this is so awesome. so much If you enjoyed this episode, we would love it if you subscribed and left us a review. Let us know what you enjoyed, what your main takeaways were, and who you'd like to see appear on the show. As a special thanks, we'll send you a copy of our Boss Babe 25. Now, this is an awesome resource. It's the 25 essential things that you need for personal and professional growth. We've included everything from must-have products to books to rituals. This guide literally covers it all, and I know you're going to love it. So if you want your copy, simply leave us a review and then send a screenshot of your review to podcast at bossbabe.com.